how to start. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to Creative Principles. I'm your host, Brock Swinson. In this podcast interview series, I'll be speaking with writers, directors, actors, musicians, chefs, and various other types of creatives as we bridge the gap between creativity and productivity. Here we'll be discussing the habits, routines, and lessons that help promote a successful creative life. If this is your first time listening, make sure to subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Michael Caton Jones is a director who appreciates family stories and stories about manhood. Known for films like The Jackal, Rob Roy, This Boy's Life, Doc Hollywood, Memphis Bell, and Beyond the Gates, the Scottish director is passionate about filmmaking. In his new movie, Asher, Ron Perlman stars in the title role opposite Richard Dreyfuss and Famke Jensen. According to the official description, an aging hitman's last job goes sideways, forcing him to redeem himself. In this exclusive interview, the director talks about movies for men, father-son relationships, and loosening up on the throttle to let the filmmaking process take over. Stories that I recognize uh, from my own life. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I'm not a murderer, or, a, or you know, I don't have any, anything particularly thrilling in my life, uh, but I have a family, and I find uh, the relationships between people quite fascinating. You know, I, I always feel that... Um, if you do a family story, it's a, it's a story that most people can relate to. And the, the you know, I, I was a big uh, fan of John Ford, and he used to, you know, do family stories as well because it's, you know, it's a unit that, that is recognisable to everyone. Um, I, you know, I love my dad. I have no, you know, father issues, uh, but I do find that a strong, uh, the, the the kind of undercurrents. Uh, between fathers and sons, and and the the, the moments that you have to leave being uh, kind of the, the the person that your father hopes you would be to the person that you are, uh, quite ch quite a challenging moment in people's life anyway. Um, and it just is. I've no I've no really idea I, because if I examined that, I would be afraid that it would you know would dissolve in my hands if I, if I got too too close to why I do it. <laughs> Do you think that uh, in some ways maybe those R-rated manhood movies that you made in the 90s have kind of been abandoned as far as the studios don't really make those anymore? Do you kind of feel that, agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I just think they wouldn't they wouldn't make something like this boy's life. They wouldn't make anymore. Uh, you know, I, I feel there's a, there's a kind of new puritanism around simply about what's acceptable, what's, you know, what you're able to, what the subjects you're able to deal with, how you're able to deal with them. I, I feel there's, you know, the, the Hollywood has kind of destroyed that kind of film uh, to a certain extent, and it never has to be done really cheaply or, or with nothing. And I, I feel it's a, it's a loss to us, to be honest, the, the kind of well-crafted drama with, uh, with movie stars that used to be a staple part of a studio slate has just evaporated, you know? It's not that they're not necessarily doing it on TV, but I think that it's a different, you know, doing it for, um, you know, it's, it's just a different 
thing now. It's 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 because it's for television that the the sort of visual discipline is not necessarily as strong as it, as it was for, for the cinema. You know, it's it's a natural evolution, I believe, but I, I feel it's also a loss to be honest, because I I do feel those films were were very good. Well, a couple of movie stars and a strong story, you know, done to a high degree of artistic quality. You know, but one tries to recreate them as best we can still. So you've seen a lot of these changes in the industry. We've definitely moved towards genre and sequels, that kind of thing. Uh, what advice would you have for like a young filmmaker who still want to make those drama films? You have to just follow your nose. You have to be bloody-minded and, and try and um, hold out for what you believe. I mean, even Asher took took some time to, to get made because, you know, the money kept falling through. Or they, some people wanted it to become something else, more explanations. You know, what I liked about Asher in the first place was its sparseness. Was its, its, it wasn't explaining too much. And I, I feel that's, that aspect of filmmaking has, has kind of evaporated between people. You know, the mystery comes between this is a killer, crazy, or, you know, it's, it's kind of cheap theatrics. And as you say, mostly genre has taken over. And, you know, there's more to life than genre. It's, it's, the world is not black and white. The world is very complex. And I feel that, you know, that if, if that's what you are interested in, you, you, the next generation, have to force that. You know, you have to get yourself in a situation where the, the, the studios can trust you and trust your voice, and then you have to make the kind of films that you, you believe in. I mean, whether they're genre or not doesn't doesn't really matter, but you must have a belief in what it is you're trying to do. Um, and retreading other people's styles is, is, you know, ultimately, you know, it's just a retread. You know, if everyone's the same, everyone's the same. And I think feel the world is heading more towards niche, a niche view of anything. People want some kind of texture of reality in their life now, more than, and we need it more than ever, I believe. What were some of the other aspects of uh, Asher that attracted you to the film? Because you look at the trailer, it's kind of, um, you know, it's a, it's a story of a hitman, which we've seen. So what else kind of makes this story different for you? Well, I, I never really uh, cared about the hitman aspect of it that much because to me it was it was more a story, more a dramatic story. I was more interested in the idea of, of a guy who was pretty good at his job, wasn't getting the good jobs anymore and was kind of dissatisfied with it but then wanted to change his life. And I felt that was a more universal theme that people might be able to understand. Um, so, so it was that really that drew me to it. And also making a film about, you know, about someone who's older now, rather than you know, the, the, the Hollywood obsession with, with everybody being under 25, if possible. You know, I, I keep feeling that there's, a, there's an aspect of life that you know, not being in Hollywood, you know, around the world, you, you, you kind of see there's a different attitude to, to age and experience and, and what have you that is, that is not this obsession with, with youth. So I, I kind of feel that, that that's an interesting, you know, area that, you know, there's a lot of old folk out there. There's a big audience, you know. <laughs> Uh, so some uh, positive reviews are giving credit to this film as giving Ron Perlman a, ch- a chance at a more sympathetic, uh, charismatic role. How did he get involved with the project? How did you know he was the right person for this role? Um, well, he came to me. I mean, he had been developing for for 
a few years, and uh, my agent sent it to me, and I said, I, as I said, I like the sparseness of it, I like the, you know, the simplicity of it, and and I, I skyped with Ron a couple of times, and we got on very well, and it was really almost as simple as that. It's, you know, you've, if you if you kind of like the script, and you kind of like the people you might work with, well, you kind of should go and do it. You know, and, and and what I had felt about Ron is is exactly that. He's played a lot of things in the past, which you know sometimes they're caricatures, sometimes they're you know just you know he's he's got a very strong look, so he's obviously cast for his look a lot. But underneath that, there's a really good actor. You know, there's a really good human being, an intelligent guy. But what I'd always felt about him is he had such a strong face. I mean, that, that face is, is spectacular in its own way. And, and I felt, you know, if you didn't know what was going on behind that, you would, you would project any kind of thought to it. Uh, so I, I worked very hard with Ron to try and keep him still and to do less all the time. And because it's a belief in mine anyway that you shouldn't be filling in all the blanks for an audience. That kind of negates audience involvement to a certain extent. You know, they're they're interested if they have to figure some things out. And we were very, you know, very strong on that, I think, in the films, that we just didn't want to answer all the questions. It wasn't really necessary. And, And an audience could still handle that, and they could still understand that. And in some ways, when you work with a studio, they're so terrified, the investment is so high, and the terror is so much that they they want to make sure that no stone is left unturned in the exploration department. But explaining everything isn't necessarily good drama. You know, mystery, I think, or some kind of mystery, which doesn't mean confusion, but some kind of mystery, I think, is essential in a film. So it sounds like for for this collaboration, it was kind of a, a no brainer. You got along. You liked the story. Do you think that some um, you know would be filmmakers or new writers are possibly too precious with their ideas? Should they just go ahead and dive in, or what advice might you have for them? Well, I think the the, the only thing I would say is 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 to that they should concentrate on opening them opening themselves up to the process. Uh, by that I mean you you know you can have an idea of what you want to make, but uh, what I try and do myself is 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 kind of have a loose hand on the throttle about what the finished article is, which basically means don't tie yourself in too tightly about it. it's got to be this way, it's got to be that way. You know you can you can let things happen and let things come as you're if you've got good collaborators and you've got a strong idea what you want to do then open yourself up and let the process come to you in some ways to a certain extent it's easier for me to say because i'm quite experienced and i think if i had tried that when i was younger i would have made a right mess uh, but the the process of of making a film actually will make the film what it is once you've put certain things in play the die is kind of cast. You're, you're basically doing chemistry. You know, you're, you're, looking, you're seeing what's coming off it, and you're, you're experienced enough to be able to take advantage of something or to cut some some stuff out that you don't you think is working. But the process will do the, a lot of the work for you. You know, I wish I could have understood that and trusted myself uh, to let that happen when I was younger. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Before you leave, don't forget to sign up for the weekly newsletter where you also get free access to the freelancer course, Master the Freelancer Mindset. This system will teach you exactly how to find clients online, which includes step one, the psychology of the mindset, step two, how to create a killer profile, and step three, how to find quality clients. 
This online course is valued at $99. It can be yours for free. In addition to the free course, you'll get access to the ebook How Hollywood Screenwriters Annihilate Writer's Block. This contains advice from Aaron Sorkin, Carrie Fukunaga, and William Monahan. You can find all of this and more on creativeprinciples.live. Visit the website for new interviews, articles, and the daily blog. That's creativeprinciples.live.